buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. You're in for another very special episode of One to Review, little podcast where me and my friends rate and review movies and TV shows. Brandon, say hello. Hey, I'm Brandon. Alex, say hello. Hello, I'm Alex. We here at One to Review rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. We give it a single point. If we didn't like it, we give it two points. If we did, we get to 20 points and then we call it a day. All right, kick the intro. What's up, guys? Folks, it's late November, and you know what that means. TV is right in the prime time. Every season is heating up, getting towards the end of there. And we want to let you know about a couple of shows that are going on right now on television that you may or may not want to catch before they're uh, over with their seasons. This is stuff that people are going to be talking around the talking about around the office cooler. So just preemptively watch these. That way you can be a part of the conversation. Like I had to avoid the office cooler the last few days I've been in for work because honestly, I don't want them spoiling these shows. I wanted to watch them with yeah. you guys. So yeah. I'm pretty thirsty. I, I mean, I, th- I think it's safe to say that all these shows are super hot right now. So that's, you know, that's why we brought these ones up. These are shows that people are already talking about. So without any more preamble, let's get into it. Folks, the first show that we saw this week was Escape Family. We watched a few episodes of this thing. It's about the Petrie family of Gunmount, Texas, the uh, self-titled Escape Family that say they can get out of any escape room in the world. So this show follows them around as they go to various escape rooms in different cities in America. And spoiler alert, one in France. That is a little difficult. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Well, first of all, good on the Petrie family for escaping Gunmount. I've been there. Sure. It's not a lot. There's not a lot going on there. If you can escape gun mount, you can escape any room. I guarantee it. <laughs> but these, this family, you know, we've got, let me just rattle off the list here. Barbara Petrie, David Petrie, Jamie Petrie, Diego Petrie, and Natalie Petrie. Um, that's the Petrie family, and they're damn good at escaping rooms most of the time. They sure are. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Uh, I would say you can see in this show, you can see where this family used to tear each other's uh, throats apart at these escape rooms, I think. But you can see them with this calm patience. It's like watching these uh, incredible professionals, you know, that maybe want to strangle each other, but they got to get the job done. And their focus is uh, astounding to me. There's absolutely each character has their own role role in solving the escape room you have barbara the mother she definitely oversees more of a project manager situations understands the strength of everybody else and where best to fit them to figure out the clues you have david the husband of barbara and father of jamie diego and natalie all specializing in their own unique abilities. Right. Jamie is the slender one. He can slip into nooks and crannies. He gets around tight spaces. Diego's the lock guy. He's good at locks and safes. Natalie's... Natalie's the number girl. Natalie's the number girl. She's the one with the clipboard, keeping mm-hmm. track of things. And, you know, a lot of... I would, yeah, go ahead. I, would, I was going to say, I think David doesn't really seem to pull his weight. If anyone in this family doesn't pull their weight, I'd say it's the dad. Humor... Is important. Keeping everybody with in good light. spirits. Yeah, I think the dad jokes are important. But okay, yeah, yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I think he's kind of dumb. I think the dad is dumb, and I think the whole family is smarter than him. And that is what to me was kind of uh, caught my attention about this show. It's kind of sad. I mean, do you disagree? 
No, I no. don't disagree. I don't disagree. He was having trouble with the alphabet in that one. They had to do the alphabet backwards, and he was having so much trouble. He was even writing it out. Everybody's different. What are you going to do? I don't know. Well, it, yeah, know. everyone's different, and we're not judging him. You know, I'm just saying maybe he could go back to get a little night school education. I don't know. Is it too late for David or what? Oh, no, he's fine. Their family's doing great. I mean, he's he's the the patriarch of this wonderful family. I'm just saying it seems like they're all pulling the weight. Either way, you're right. He's there. He does stuff. I'm he's sure he handsome. Breakfast and stuff, you know. He's, he's handsome. And handsome. He's definitely handsome. He's great yeah. until he's not great because they don't escape all the rooms. Even by episode three, we discover that they can't escape all the rooms. They travel to France on the first cross-country visit for them. And I honestly mm-hmm. think language was a huge barrier as to why they could not solve a lot of these clues. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he got his hand stuck. There's that little reach-in hole behind, you know, that safe wall in France. And he got his hand stuck. And they kept telling him, you know, release the apple because you had to you had to get the apple out of that little hole. But he just wouldn't let go of it. And they kept telling him and they kept telling him in French to let go of the apple. But he, he didn't do it. And they ran out of time. Simpsons did it. Yeah, great. Uh, so what did you guys think overall? You know, season's not over, but we still got a few more episodes. Uh, it's ratcheting up to an exciting climax. What do you guys think? Is this a uh, a one-point or a two-point show? Yeah, the Petries have me captivated, and I like watching these, you know, salt-of-the-earth type folks go through these difficult and challenging escape rooms, seeing all the different escape rooms, you know, and it's good for their business, too. So it's like win-win for everybody. Two points for Escape Family. Uh, I'm going to give it one point. I I mean, sorry, I'm going to give it two points. Yeah, no, I can take that back. I'm giving it two points. I, I really like this uh, show. I, I love the different escape rooms. I mean, that's something we didn't even touch on, is they're going to all these cities in America and really showing you these really cool places. One problem with it is they spoil all these rooms, so you can't really go to them anymore if you watch the show. Uh, but it was cool to see how broad this fad is two points. Yeah, definitely two points. I love just yeah seeing the theming of the different escape rooms and different types of puzzles. Um, yeah, the family, not that interesting, really. But the rooms themselves were very cool to see. So two points for me. Keep watching this. I said six Excellent. points. Excellent. I said six points. Well, folks, on each week of one to review, we rate and review until we get to 20 points. And each week we have a different way of keeping score, and this week is no different. This week's scorekeeper is... Boys. There it is. That is the last of the Halloween candy. It's coming down to the wire here. We've got about 20 pieces left, and we're going to tell you what they are, and we're going to eat them. Yeah, everyone's got a bowl sitting on their kitchen counter somewhere full of candy that has not been eaten since Halloween or maybe even before that. So we're going to get rid of it tonight before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. All right, Brandon, eat two pieces. Okay, my first two pieces here. This one is an easy one. It's not even wrapped. It's just a single milk dud at the bottom of the bowl. So I'm going to enjoy that. Do you trust that milk dud? It's okay. All right, let me get one. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had this. It's uh, candy corn turkeys. What are, what are those like? Um, they're really hard. 
<laughs> All right, I have a, this is a uh, wax bat. This is What, uh, what do you do with those? <laughs> well, this one's unwrapped. That's, I think, why it's still in here. It's just, uh, so I think a kid's, kid's probably fondled this Rinse thing. So it's delicious normally, but it definitely looks, there's like little indents. A, a kid definitely was handling it's this. It's delicious? Stuff, so I don't understand mm -hmm. the appeal of a wax candy in general. Like you just chew it and then spit it out, right? It's like no, but these little wax bats have a little. They've got a little blood in there. It's a little juicy blood. Wax oh, like Alex follows them. I've seen them. Mm -hmm. I ate the whole thing. This milk dud was cool. It had like a crunchy thing in the middle. It's not supposed to. All right, my oh, second right, piece of candy. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna eat this bazooka go bazooka go <laughs> bazooka Joe gum. Oh, oh, those, are always, those are always rock hard. Enjoy that. All right. Bazooka Joe gets hero. electrified in this one. That's funny. Mm, that was pretty funny, actually. All right. Uh, I'm going to eat this Reese's peanut butter cup. with. It's got a hole in the wrapper. Just a little. Look at that little hole there. Make sure the candy's No, I know, fine. but definitely. <sighs> the candy's got a little hole in it, too. Hmm. I don't know what that is. There's whatever. We gotta Careful, eat. Careful, that might make you trip balls or something. I don't think it's drugs. It's probably more like a dirty. And actually, for my last point, I'm, I'm not gonna eat something, but I found a Wendy's receipt, so I'm just gonna throw that away. No, no you have to eat that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm eating this. Ooh, there's something in this. There's something in this Reese's, so I'll put something in this. What do you mean someone put something in? What is it? I have no fucking clue. There's something. Oh. Okay. That tastes fine. Let's, yeah, uh... We're good. We're good, right? Everyone's eating their, uh -huh. their yeah. first round of candies? Here, wash it down yep. with this Coke, Alex. Mm. Yeah, Coke. Mm -hmm. You gotta eat your candy with some other shit that rots your teeth. It's the rule. And we gotta pay the light bill with ads. Those are the rules. An ad. Mid Lake's own danger hole. 50 feet of pure darkness and loudness. Wet, hot, stinky. Jump in today! Mid Lake Danger Hole is not liable for injury or death, loss of vision, hearing, or any other senses. The Danger Hole is a real experience and not for children or people with pre existing medical conditions. You must be this tall to jump into the Danger Hole. Pishpoo is not affiliated with Mid Lake LLC or Danger Hole Productions. No pregnant women, angels' children, or liable figures of dignified creed or ethnicity. Betrayal of your investment or the prosecution of your tour guide will result in the immediate loss of prohibited items imported into the Danger Hole. No dogs, sheep, livestock, or barnfowl. Sneakers are prohibited when wet, void where prohibited, and absolutely no refunds, exchanges, or give backs. Are you guys going to check out the Danger Hole or what? I've been to the Danger Hole. I pushed out. Ugh, you didn't jump in? That. Yeah, no way. No way. I saw the line. Let me just hold on. Let me restart terrified. that. I don't want to say puss. You out. don't want to say puss out? No. We can bleep it out. Yeah, I've been to the danger hole. I I have been. I did not jump in. Yeah, I pussed out too. I saw all the people coming out of it. It's like all the people coming out of it looked rough. I did not want to go into that hole. Yeah. Not worth it. But a great sponsor. No, great sponsor. absolutely. Thanks, Midlake. Absolutely, absolutely support the, no, we have free passes. the Midlake Danger free Hole, guys. Don't don't take our experience with the Danger Hole as your own, you know? You need to go jump in it. People love it. People love it. It's fine. I don't like roller coasters, so it's not my scene. But in certain circles, this is huge. Yeah. If it's your scene, guys, you know, 
give it a gander. Go for it. Uh, next movie, guys. Or, I'm ready. Hey, wait, wait. We did TV. Nope. We did TV. Next TV, guys. Next TV show. Yeah, that's right. We're all watching TV this week. This week. <laughs> Good job. You guys both just said the well, same thing four times. <laughs> I'll help. <laughs> Let me help. Hi. Hi, I'm Luke. We got another show that we want to review for for the users out there. It's called Episoder. Alex, you want to tell us about Episoder? Episoder was sick. I really like this show. This show is about a, a group of actors from New York that take some of, of the you know favorite TV shows, favorite episodes of all time of TV shows, and they kind of recreate them in these different ways. Uh, I think they get away with it through parody law. I have no idea. But they have this uh, one episode we saw was Game of Thrones set in like 1969 American counterculture. There was a live episode of Rick and Morty. There was a backwards episode of Cheers. Uh, with all children playing the actors, like weird, weird, weird stuff. Uh, but they're they're straight up like remixes of of TV shows that you know. And love. I heard they t- it uh, took what did them. You guys think I heard it? it took them two weeks to make that backwards episode of Cheers because it's just so hard to direct kids, you know. Well, and it's well, like and spot the, on too. It's a hundred. It is all. Perfect. It is all spot on. Yeah, I will applaud their authenticity. Everything they do is really incredible in its detail. Some of it is a little too weird for me, and I like weird stuff. Yeah, well, again, like the, because I, I would have been cool with a kids version of Cheers or a backwards version of Cheers, but to like run those kids who are excellent, by the way, but to run those kids through those paces of like learning the dialogue backwards and the acting, like all that stuff was impressive. But like you said, yeah, too weird for me. I mean, if it was, uh, don't double mix. If stuff. it was my kid, I would let him do it. I want that money. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. Do that. I'm just saying the show took uh, two weird things instead of just doing one kind of. Remixing it a little too too much. Yeah. Most of the time they just have one thrown in there. But this was like that specific episode is a little much for me. Like the Breaking Bad Teletubbies episode. That one was scary. That's fine. You thought that one was fine? I thought that one was scary. Oh, it's very scary. It's dark. I didn't like it, though. It reminded me of, like, Mad TV doing a Black Mirror episode or something. It it was not good. That was the worst episode. The whole show or just that episode? Just that episode in particular. Yeah, I did not like the Teletubby Breaking Breaking Bad one. Breaking Bad's a little too, I don't know. It's too big a deal for me a little bit, too. You know, I love that show. So it was a little weird to see it uh, taken in that way, but. Either way, uh, what do you think of, you know, there's a core group of actors they outsource in many of the episodes, but there's a couple of them that, that appear in a lot of them, including uh, Jessica Matthews, Merle uh, Tirado. What'd you guys think of those two? Newcomers to the scene, right? Yeah, I mean, they're all um, they're all improvisers from Second City in New York, and, you know, they're really bringing their A-game into this. It's good. It's good. I'll probably grow to like them more if the show continues. It's hard to mm-hmm. get into a new cast of improvisers, you know. They need Personally to, for me. Yeah. They're they're very they're very tight. You can tell they're very tight and they're kind of set in their ways. Um one thing that really threw me off in the what's that show? Lost in Space, the Lost in Space smoking episode where everyone was, you know, chain smoking. They yeah. they're not mm-hmm. be- they weren't believable smokers. No, no. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, I I mean I like Carol Kite's also in there in a bunch of episodes. Edward Clark. Oh, we I, I, the Edward Norton cameo that was pretty cool and unexpected. Yeah, he came from Second City, right? 
Yeah, yeah, he's OG there. Yeah, so teaches classes still to this day. Basic one classes, like he loves to teach, and so he likes to do the intro classes. A lot. I didn't really like it. To me, it, it was it's a real thin line between good, interesting stuff and mad TV, and yeah, you know, some it's a real borderline. And mm-hmm. they put in the musical break. We haven't talked about that all at all, but the musical artist, you know, in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. And for me, that made it feel more mad TV than serious work of art. So yes. you didn't like the bands? Okay, that I did not like the bands, but I even fast forward like the bands either. on Saturday Night Live, so I don't yeah. like it. I feel like it, this show has a critique. It's definitely that that it's riding the fine line of is it a is it this show that takes itself kind of seriously or is it a sketch kind of show? Right. And so yeah, that's the middle ground. I there. think it is what it is, and, and I, it's just I mean it's sure. not. It's not always 100% on. It's not always 100% fun, but it's just, it is what that, it's that show, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. Well, you guys ready to rate it? Let's do it. Um, I think Episoder is a good TV show, but I do believe Episoder is an inconsistent TV show. And for that, I have to give it a one point. Episodes are great. Episodes are not so great. One point. You know, I like encouraging the arts, and when I see a spark of creativity, I want to fan that flame and and get it going. So I'm excited to see what's coming down the pipes for episode or season two. Two points. I'm bringing down judgment and giving this one point because it, it just it's unnecessary. Like if this didn't exist, I'd be perfectly fine without it. So I think one point it doesn't <laughs> do enough for me. I'm not the center of the universe, I know, but... Brennan, have you ever rated a show one point where you weren't fine if it was non-existent? Some things. One point, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's run an ad, guys, and we'll be back with more TV. No, no, that's that's squirky. Oh, yeah. It's candy time, gentlemen. Buckle up. I was trying to avoid the candy, to be honest. I know you were. It's getting worse and worse. All right. I'm going to eat uh, for my two points. I'm going to eat this. Uh, oh, no. I only have one point. So I've needed one of these things. Uh, I'm going to eat these micro M&M micros. These are uh, smaller than the M&M minis. Let me see. Where are they? This box is, is this box empty? Oh, gosh. There they are. They're like stuck to a little sheet of paper. Usually. They're stuck to the sheet of paper. Whoa, look at how little these are. What is the point of this? I can't really even taste these. Cool. Hmm. That's neat, I guess, but dumb. All right. I got one point here. I got this box handwritten on it. It just says Mummy's Teeth. They're just white. I've never had these, but I'm going to dig in. Oh, they're kind of hard. Oh. This is, this is another Free Ranger unwrapped. It looks kind of like, uh, it looks kind of like a piece of taffy. Let's see. It's pink. Oh, yeah. That sounds hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's a piece of chalk. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's good. Gross. <laughs> Mine was a nice flavor. Um, I wish I had some candy. Mine were so small. I couldn't all right, my second piece. There's nothing there. Um, God, this chalk is so dry. Mm. Um... Oh, Ricola. That's not bad. Oh, that's kind of refreshing. I, like I bet you'll. That's it's got like an herbal taste to it. That must have fallen in. Mm. 
I'm gonna eat this Ricola. There we go. Alright. Alright, you guys can run an ad. You don't have to listen it. to me suck on this candy, you know. We're not going to. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Here comes that ad. This fall, this episode of One to Review is brought to you by Marshall White, 17,000 Great Pumpkin Recipes. This fall, enjoy the comforting flavor of pumpkin with his complete collection of modern and classic oh, pumpkin recipes. Marshall White has dedicated her life and kitchen to bringing pumpkin in fun and delicious ways to the tables of people all across the globe. Order Marsha White's 17,000 Pumpkin Recipes book with promotional code review and get a color insert of heirloom pumpkins. Order today. Here we go. Welcome back, gentlemen. Are you ready for round three of TV shows? We got to talk about this one. This was great. We saw Pound. This is a show, it's much like Scared Straight, where they take an adolescent who's misbehaving and put him into jail and see how he does for a day. But in the show Pound, it's for dogs. And they take bad pups and they bring them to the pound and show them what life could be like. What do you guys think about seeing these pups in this position? I am am conflicted with this show. Uh, I agree in theory with the idea of a Scared Straight program, feel like it's a little missed on these dogs and these dogs don't quite understand what's going on and they seem just terrified and i don't think a dog i don't think these dogs are learning lessons from seeing these hard dogs these dogs that are just weathered and beaten and like you know these rough prisony kind of uh, pound dogs uh yeah i don't know well, just to rewind a little bit and, and explain the setup of the show they yeah, have these dogs yeah, yeah. that are you know pups and normally under two years old they're not the worst dogs, you know. They're not like candidates for the for the. For, I don't want to say it. they're not candidates for for doggy heaven. Let's no. just say that. No. But yeah. they're on their way to being really bad dogs if they don't shape up. So these are these are couch claws, couch chewers, uh, puddle peers. Yeah, pee pee poo poo, that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring them into the pound. They lock them in a cage overnight, and then the next morning, they bring a bunch of other real bad dogs—dogs dogs with like a a history of violence and, bad and destruction, and you know, chasing cats, biting cars. These are biters, yeah, biters, snappers, biters, and claws. And they mm-hmm. put them. They bring these really bad dogs around to come bark at the the pup in question. Mm-hmm. You know, bark and scratch and sniff and, and pee at their cage and just get them rattled up. Just terrify. Terrify. Terrify, yeah. 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 So, no, no. I No, fuck this show. Like, it was it was hard to watch this, those poor dogs. They were not happy. I don't know. I mean, yes, but, yes, this show is, like, kind of cruel to these dogs, but Rowdy was reformed. When Rowdy came back home, you know... She stopped scratching and, and chewing up the rug and stopped getting in the fridge so yeah i mean she stopped eating she wasn't really moving much she was just kind of she was a little cat talk pretty traumatized for sure a little traumatized so i mean yes yes the show does get the results these these kind of no-no dogs become very obedient dogs 
Uh, it doesn't feel like the crime fits the punishment for me. I'm a little baffled how PETA is the, gives this the, you know, they've got the they little PETA a, logo a, at the end of yeah, the show. What the fuck? Very approved, they say. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that uh, either. I mean, Sergeant, Sergeant, that dog was, that dog had a rough, rough time. Sergeant's this tiny little chihuahua, the cutest little chihuahua. And he was in there because, what was he in there? For barking at the mailman? What kind of bark at they everything? Said in, everything sure but i mean the mailman's the guy that they brought in he's like you know that dog balking me all the time like i don't know yeah yeah and i i think i'm on i think i'm on board with you but then that that pita seal of approval has me questioning like oh maybe they just edit this together in a way that looks yeah that's what i was thinking they use like camera tricks and like animal handling tricks to get these reactions where it's not really happening that could way. be CGI, actually. I mean, I read a thing that said these are all, what was it? It was like, these are all actor dogs and that this is all, like, cool. But that's ridiculous. That seems way harder. I don't think those kind of dogs can, you know, exist. I don't think they can pull that kind of acting work. That'd be fascinating. I need to do some research, actually. No, these are clearly just poor dogs that are that their owners are overreacting to their little problems. But what if it what it what if it is CGI or what if it is like actor dogs and this is all then like it's even portrayal. more cruel to I don't, I don't know I don't know either. Hmm. Well, they're signed up for know. a second season and it's going to be exotic animals and cats next. Yeah, this is another Robert Cruz production, which you guys know how I feel about him. Uh, HBO City is all over HBO. Everything they do nowadays. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a, I don't know, dude's a creep. All right, let's rate this thing because it's starting to bum me out. Yeah, yeah, one one point. It's the saddest. I think it's the saddest thing we've ever reviewed. Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, my love out to Pup Pup, Charles, Chewy. Those were three dogs that I don't know. My heart really went out to them. They sort of got uh, the the business end of that stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show, the show's kind of a kind of a dick. Mm. Yeah, one point. One point from me. I've, I have a dog, I love dogs, and I don't like seeing them treated like this. I think there's a better way. And all for the sake of television, come on. But I am excited for season two because I do want to see how they deal with those exotic pets, cats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That iguana looks like it goes to... See, I didn't like know they devil had iguana. pounds for... Well, and I didn't know they had like pounds that had like bad iguanas. But those guys looked like jerks when they were corral- like in the little trailer when they're surrounding oh, yeah. the cage. Costa Rica? At them. They got them. guess there's a lot of them up there. Yeah. That macaw. Let's score anyway. it. Is Brandon still here? Yeah, we did score. I think we're good. One point, one point. What do you got? Uh, for me, yeah, absolutely one point. And um, I want to believe it's not real. So I'm telling myself it's CGI. Okay. Or they're actor dogs. And I'm okay with that. So one point. Well, I'm just making. Okay. I'll make a note of that in my little diary, my little Brandon notes. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, that is three points. So let's three uh, points. dig into this candy here. I'm gonna eat this little Altoids powder stick. It's a powder stick. A, I thought they just made it powder. Yeah. No, they make. Okay, so they've got regular Altoids. They've got the powder and now. The powder now sticks. they're making these like pixie powder sticks. sticks. Oh, yeah. It's like, so oh, yeah, yeah. It's just the powder. I saw here. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. When I first thought of it, I thought it was like a chalky, like a. I was used to it in just in the bags. That's how I normally get it. No, no, no. These are so refreshing. This powder, so <coughs> seriously strong. Excuse me. Yum. Yeah.
good. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a joke candy. It's called animal toenails. Where are those like? Tastes like Parmesan cheese, but like really bad. Have you guys ever had German Snickers? Mm -mm. That's what I'm enjoying. What's different about that? No idea. Um, well, well, it tastes different. You know what? These are kind of growing on me a little bit. They're weird at first. Most things are. Let's uh, go to an ad. Because it's disgusting hearing us eat food. <laughs> it sure is. Nice, nice boys. Slow down sign. This helpful, reflective, glow-in-the-dark handheld sign is perfect for slowing down traffic for yourself and others in your neighborhood or at large events. Safety first. Be a really nice boy. Right on, right on, guys. Uh, I feel like if you hold that nice boy sign, you're just making yourself a target to bratty boys. I think it's good. I think they saw a niche, and they went in for it. Well, tell you one thing. They're going to sell the shit out of those nice boy signs from our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of traffic conscious listeners. Oh, yeah. Well, folks, does well, that do it? Are we done? That's it, I guess. That's it. Great job. We should just do another episode. <sighs> yeah. Well, before we do that, let's thank our sponsors. Let's thank our sponsors and our Patreon donors. Alex, you know about that? Yeah, real quick though, I think they're actually, I think they're just, I think it's a Patreon, and I think they're patrons. Are they actually called Patreon donors? I know we do, but anyway. Well, folks, before we get out of here, we got to thank our Patreon donors. You can go to patreon.com and become a donor by searching one, two, review. Give us a dollar for a mumbled shout-out. Give us two dollars for a clearly spoken shout-out, and we'll get to those right now. First, we got to thank Rab. Rab, thank you so much for donating to us every month. We really appreciate it. And also, a little thank you to... Thank you for donating to us as well. What's the... We have a hotline. Yeah. Oh, go for it. You no, I don't know what the number is. I forget every time. Oh. We have a hotline. That is 1-347-699-0068. Hit us up. Call us on there. Let us know about movies that you would like for us to review, products you want us to try. We also have an Instagram, at 1-2-Review, all spelled out. Check out that for exclusive content. Nice. What are we reviewing next week, buddy? I'm next week, we're... What you got? Oh, I'm so tired that I'm crashing, man. That candy is, like, already making coming down. <laughs> yeah, me too. I feel a little spacey, too. 
next week we're gonna be reviewing phlebotomy and my love life. The over under, like water, like clockwork, builds four and another one from the Doe series. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Bye. Good night. Nice boy. So very nice.